from the heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn, a one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook. Try to beat him if you can and survive if he lets you. Human suplex and he coming for you too. Better watch out. The guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question I'll inform you about. Like, you're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. Oh, yep. <laughs> Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday edition, a hump day edition without hump day promos, yeah, here we go, Taz Show, welcome to the show, got a fun-filled, slightly informative, kind of insightful, jocularity-filled two hours coming after you, jobbers, so we'll get into the details, first let me tell you about the thank yous, if you're watching live or listening live at TazShow.com, I appreciate that. Thank you. Maybe you're listening to the on-demand audio. The odd or odd. Odd. At the uh, Spotify, maybe the TuneIn. Maybe you're at the, uh, the iTunes or the Play.it. I thank you for all of those four. Or maybe you're like the great Mike Tanay and you have your VOD with you. The video on demand. You may be watching clips or maybe you're watching, well, if you're hearing me say this, you're not watching clips. You're watching Part 1 Jones. That's what you're watching. I think that was clip-worthy right there. That was, <laughs> might have been. That's a good point. Might have been. Well, welcome to the show. If you want to call the show, you can do it. I know a lot of you people are calling already. Uh, it's a very simple process, kids. You know that. Attention, hotline fans. 866-475-2948. Yes. Oh, yeah. Taz in a good mood today. Yep. <laughs> Captain's happy. Days are counting down. He's going to be gone soon. He quit the show. If you haven't heard, he quit. Completely left us in the dust. Totally. He left with no notice. <laughs> <laughs> Just disappeared. I think someone left. on Twitter called this the uh, longest rage quit ever. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I didn't see that, but that's funny. Whoever said that, we got to give props. That is funny. Yeah, you, the, the man gave... Two months notice and I I'm still I gave mad. Seventy three days. Seventy three <laughs> days notice and it's and I told CBS I said listen, don't put nothing good down on a resume for this. Don't like if he has, uses you have a ref, CBS as a reference. No, you say he's unprofessional. He's a bum. Okay, he's a punk and he gave no notice and he left the show. You tell him that. What do you mean no? You tell him no. Tell him go away. All right, look. So a great um, great show coming out. You're very happy to show here. Uh, we have a special guest on the show. Uh, yes, uh, one of my uh, old school friends. Oh, my God! Yeah, it's the one and only Joey Styles, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Joey Styles, which I have deemed the voice of everything. Yes, uh, he works for Evolve Wrestling. He works for Beyond Wrestling. He works for Chikara. He works for everybody. He's the voice of everything. He used to be the voice of ECW. Now he is the voice of everything. The voice of Indy. Now, he's trying to change this. He's trying to spin. I saw that on his Twitter. Yeah, so he hacked me when I'm putting him over. That's what he did. <laughs> Hack alert! He hacked me on his own gimmick. When he saw the graphic before it was public that we just posted here in the video of his, the promotion of him coming to the show, he's like, oh, my God, I love it. The voice of everything. And next thing you know, he, he does like a little twist and a little twist to Rooney of the voice of the Indies. Oh, Joe. That was so much different than what I put. 
Oh, yeah, Joey. Joey Jojo! So we're looking forward to have Joey on. It should be... <laughs> That's why he did one of his little smart-ass tweets. He's going to come on the show and bust balls. He's going to be awake, right? Yeah, well, that's I tweet him. Yeah. I said, you're going to be awake? Be, please be a professional, sir. We don't need you sleeping like last time. So Joey Styles will be coming on a little while. Via Skype, by the way, the handsome Joey Styles. This guy looks the same way he did, like, back in the day. You saying he doesn't age at all? He doesn't age. It's all that Italian-cured meat eats and wine. Drinks a lot of wine. And he wines also. <laughs> what the hell? Bringing jokes already. Look at this. Taz is on fire. Hey, mama. Mama. Listen to the Taz show. He's on fire today. He usually sucks. Guy's an asshole. Hey, no, you mama. know Taz, by the way? Mama, come. Come listen to Taz. <laughs> Got grown-ass adults listening to the show with their parents. You bring people together. Yeah. Family fun show. Clean Jones. Uh, speaking of Clean Jones, before I get into the show, uh, I want to tell you about a new uh, product that you can buy if you want to support the Taz Show. Very simple process, kids. Uh, you go to Pro Wrestling Tees or to Clothesline. New shirt coming to Nub City Jones. Nub City shirt. Uh, I put it out on the Twitter yesterday, last night, late night. And we'll have a picture of it here, I believe, on the video. If we could fly it up, that'd be great. Those watching the video, there it is. Nub City. And it's the uh, caricature, caricature, caricature of me. Nub City, yeah, the Tash Show. There it is, right there. Yeah, they went. See, it's kind of a cool thing that Pro Wrestling Tees is doing because some people are going to say, "Why is the shirt white or gray?" I think it's actually gray, like an ash gray. I think ass gray. I asked for not ash. ash gray. Yeah, I want ass gray. ASS. I want the shirt to smell assy. Rub dirt in my ass neck. So whenever you receive it, I want it to smell assy. So that's <laughs> that's you're getting an ass gray shirt. Why don't you call it a pre-worn shirt? Maybe. <laughs> Just thinking marketing here. Yeah. So what they're doing over there at the Pro Wrestling Tees, they kind of were inspired from the NBA because the NBA, they had a shirt with different characters from like a 1990s edition, and they're bringing that Pro Wrestling Tees to wrestling, which is kind of cool for wrestling fans that buy, you know, merch. So it won't be yours truly. It won't be just yours truly. There'll be other guys that have shirts on there too. Of course, none of them are as good as me. Of course not. And of course, none of them would promote me like I just promoted them. Because they're all insecure people. I don't mean nothing bad about them. I'm just saying. The mic's on, right? I'm talking loud here. It's just between you and me. (laughs) This is a podcast, remember. (laughs) Yeah, this is a podcast. So we got people calling the show here. A lot of folks on hold, as I say every day. Don't worry. I'll get to you. Why are you laughing? Because you can't wait to leave. You you figured me out. You just can't wait to leave. And and yesterday we had um we had a um a visitor, you know, and, and he was here the first day, off camera Jones, and yesterday, Dennis Jones was here, uh, in studio, as a potential producer. And we also have you know, Dennis some were deeming him that he kinda looked kinda like a lumberjack. And I, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting because he does. A lot of a lot of people like Dennis, but a lot of people like the Viking too, the big Rob. <laughs> Robbie the Viking, who actually is in the building. Yes, Big Rob the Viking. Yeah, Rob is in the building. Uh, Because our normal call screener, I can't recall his name, he just just couldn't come in for a few days. Filbert, right? Something like that. Yeah, Filbert, right. So so, uh, Big Viking Rob was nice enough to jump in and help out the crew here. So um, we appreciate that. And uh, I think next week, right, Rob will sit in and produce the show? I think it's the week after that. 
I just can't get this straight. So you're still going to be here another week. I've got another, after today, another 12 shows. <laughs> this is, oh, oh my God. <laughs> this is insane. It's almost uncomfortable. <laughs> it's actually comical. Dude, at this point, don't even leave. Just stay. <laughs> just tell CBS, hey, no, I was joking. I'm going to stay. <laughs> this is the worst leverage move to get more money, Tom, that I've ever seen in my life. I got to tell you. To give two months notice... And you're probably sitting home. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna come back with more money. Oh yeah, yeah oh they come. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm done with the tablets. <laughs> so, okay, the following week, Big Rob the Viking Viking Rob will sit in. It'll be in here, and and for like two or three weeks, I believe he's gonna be here. Long Run Jones, but we don't know what's happening. Like in 2017, I told you guys, and we're on the cusp of 2017. We're already it's freezing out here in New York, and it's uh, end of October. So we got to see what happens with the Taz show. It's not going nowhere. The Taz show will be alive and kicking. But there's going to be some things on the show change, and I, I predict for the positive from what I'm hearing. I can't give too much details on it. But we did have uh, the arch nemesis, I guess. The heat, man. The, the heat, heat between the, the you know Viking, the big Viking Rob. And uh, Dennis Jones, if that is his real name, because his name is Dennis Jones. And, and he's a likable guy. You know, Dennis, he's, he's, a, he's a chill guy, you know. And because he wore a flannel, next thing you know, one of the callers deemed him a lumberjack. I can't remember who, but it was a good point. Timber! So, that all being said, you know, uh, Lumberjack Dennis Jones was in the house yesterday, and he's not here today. And basically, when I left the show yesterday, uh, the Viking was downstairs in the lobby trying to get past security. Did you call that a pull apart? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Come on now. Will you stop? So, anyway, the continuing drama and saga of the Taz Show producer continues. Never ends. Never. And you know what? It's just like a lingering, it's like a what you would have on your ass. You know, it's kind of like a skin tag you might have on the inside of your thigh. You know what I mean? Like near your crotch, your upper crotch. Maybe you have a skin tag that you can't get rid of that hangs there. That's the producer situation from that's when just, I started on the show. That's your need for a producer, you mean? No, no. I mean, it's just like a, it's a hanging problem. It's constantly. Look, even while you were here the whole eight months, you, you were really a problem every week. There were meetings you don't know about. <laughs> they were trying to get rid of you. And I'm like begging them, don't fire the guy. He's really bad. He sucks, Taz. I, he's worse than anyone. I know. I know Dude, he they're sucks. They're doing a really good job looking sad right now. <laughs> oh, how are we going to replace you? <laughs> you got them scrambling, you're saying, eh? Oh, I like the shot. Captain taking shots at the office. Hey, I respect that, bro. I'm talented. They hate me. It's okay. But no, really, so you took a shot at them. I like that. You're basically saying now they can't replace you. The captain just said he is not replaceable. They called me Tasty Cakes. I heard you say it. You said you're not replaceable. I heard you loud and clear, sir. I heard you. I heard you. You did. Buy a hat. I heard it. It's come out. It's come out. Yeah. <laughs> you're so combative. All right, uh, I got to talk a little bit about the little baseball game they had yesterday, Captain. I got I to tell the audience about what's going on here. Some of my fans aren't even watching. Because if you're not from Chicago or Cleveland, you really don't give a rat's ass about this. Unless you love the activity known as baseball. There's I'm, a lot of people that love the activity known as baseball. I know that. I watch the games. You know that. You love the activity known I as love, baseball. I love baseball. You're I wearing a baseball, baseball hat today. I'm wearing a New York Mets or Politans hat. Yes. It's my team, the Mets. 
But here's the thing I want to talk about. So the Cubs, they got shut out yesterday in Cleveland. Cleveland Indians capture game one of the World Series. Cleveland wins the game. And uh, six to nothing. So now they lead one nothing. Cleveland pitcher Corey Clubber. Clubber like Le Clubber Lang. Uh, he had nine strikeouts. K's, as they call it in the inside baseball term. They call it K's. Strike. You know what K stands for? No. Knockout. Ooh. You know what they do uh, in baseball when you strike out looking? You know how they. Backwards K. Look at the captain! Yes! Dude, I thought I had you, man. <laughs> and you go backwards K. And you were right. That you would I be remember. Right. Look at that. Because that happened a lot when you played Little League. No, I get hit by a lot of features. <laughs> <laughs> you were a victim of many, many backwards K's. So, yes, uh, Corey Kluber. I'm getting I'm getting direction via a program here on the Internet. Are you looking at this? <laughs> I'm getting direction from someone who works internally on the show here. That I just fired, actually. It just happened to me. No, I'm kidding. Are Thank you. Are trying to interview you as well? Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, the interesting thing about this is that um, apparently there's an online petition requesting that Bob Euchre, if you guys remember him, Replace Joe Buck yourself for the World Series broadcast. So Joe Buck yourself, he is the esteemed play-by-play man who does a lot of football games. For, he works for Fox. He does football for Fox, baseball. He's a very famous guy. He might be a slight arrogant, but he's a play-by-play guy. Most play-by-play guys in all sports, sports are douchey, arrogant, self-aseptic, solipsistic. Ar- solipsistic, arrogant pricks. Most of them. They are. They are. Most of them. Yes. So Joe Buck... He falls into that role. And uh, I don't know Joe Buck, but I just pass judgment on him just by my feelings. He's got this look in his eye. Yes. But he comes off like everyone is beneath him. And I feel that's gimmick infringement because that's what I tried to do. So you're calling him a hack. Yes. I basically call him a hack. So Joe Buck yourself, he basically, uh, he's got some people don't like him, you know, because he's not warm and endearing. Now, I watch a ton of football and... I feel like every time I watch a Fox broadcast for football, by the way, it's a Dallas Cowboy game, which I love watching the Cowboys, and Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are calling the game. I feel like it's every week. The Cowboys are on TV, Joe Buck's calling it, and Troy Aikman, the former quarterback from the Cowboys, on a broadcast team from Dallas. Every game. I know I'm exaggerating. I know this has nothing to do with the World Series, but I felt like I'd just tell you that. But anyway... So there's an online petition about Bob Uecker. I remember Bob Uecker. Uh, you know, he's a comedic guy. He played baseball, you know, all this stuff. And he, and, he, and he was a play-by-play guy. I mean, I'm sorry, color commentator for many years. And he was in the movie Major League with the Indians. He was the, he was the play-by-play. He was the announcer in the booth, which was very funny. He had a million one-liners. And so uh, I'm wondering if you transition this to wrestling, if there ever be a online petition to replace... Otunga. Will you stop? Montez, that's not. Now you're just planting seeds. Now <laughs> that's unprofessional. I shouldn't have <laughs> did that. that. Low Road Jones. That, that's not right. I, I can't take it no more. Uh, listen to I watch SmackDown. I'm going to talk about SmackDown today. But I, I, I can't take it. I can't, I, I, the, the announcing's just brutal. There was one line that I heard last night that my brain's blocking out because I cringe so badly. <laughs> Dude, it's I, just. Do you remember the line? I know. I, I, you blocked I it out of your remember. brain. Yeah, like, ugh. Yeah, I hear you, bro. A uh, little NBA action. Speaking of Cleveland, right across the street there from the baseball stadium, the Cleveland Cavaliers, they got their rings, Cap, and they also defeated your New York Knicks, right? 117-88. to 88. The LeBron James from the Cavaliers, some of you guys might have heard of him. 
He had 19 points, 11 rebounds, 14 assists. That's a crappy game, actually. He didn't do that well, obviously. LeBron's he's faltering in his game. But he's mailing it in. He's actually the man. And uh, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving at 29 points. Now, that's a winner. Now, he's a good player, too. They're all good players. The Kevin Love. Cavaliers are just stacked, dude. He had 23 points and 12 rebounds. And the New York Knicks, Carmelo, he had 19 points. So, I know you're a big Hoops fan, Cap. Did you watch this game? I caught a little bit of it because I was watching SmackDown, so I didn't really get to keep watching How much, much. percentage of the game did you see? Three. Yeah, I, how about me? I'm rocking a zero on that one. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's the deal on that. And then a little quick hockey news. Uh, the Canadians, Montreal Canadiens, they're playing uh, tonight against the Islanders. The Brooklyn Islanders, as I call them. Since they left Nassau County, I call them the Brooklyn Islanders. And the Boston Bruins are playing the one and only New York Rangers. So that should be uh, pretty good stuff right there. Um, and now we'll get into, uh, I guess, a little wrestling stuff here in a little bit. Uh, because um, the hearing with Billy Corrigan versus TNA will take place today. Um, we heard Mike Johnson on the show yesterday talk about this. You know, the lawsuit states that Corrigan loaned TNA money to prevent Aralux from foreclosing on TNA. So uh, the lawsuit cl- also claims that Corrigan should gain 100% control of TNA's parent company if Dixie Carter defaults on the loan. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's just a nightmare, the whole thing, dude. you find anything else out on this thing? There's a lot of other stuff that I couldn't really wrap my head around. Oh, nice. Good job. A lot of stuff. We're going to get a lot more today, though, once the actual You're hearing right. takes Let's place. Let's lose the attitude, okay? You're acting like a tough guy. You know, I can't help it. I'm from it's Brooklyn. very uncomfortable. <laughs> It's very uncomfortable. You're making me feel awkward. Hey, uh, Ricky from Rockford, Illinois. You're on the Taz Show. What's up, Jamalaka? What's going on, buddy? All right. What's up, brother? How's it going? You know, you know, just staying up just to call. First time, long time. Oh, Cuffy Jones. All right, all right. Well, yes, you know what? Sir, right yes, the air bag. Yeah, you seem like a oh, shy man. I felt it all the way over here. All right, here you, bro. Ha, <laughs> you crazy bastard. Yo, what's going on, Rick? Oh, man. Hey, uh, just uh, two quick questions. Yeah. Um, other than your own music, whose entrance music really pumped you up when you heard it? Oof. Whether you were already competing or when you're an announcer, you're like, oh, yeah. Damn, man. Well, you, you're bringing it right away. You're bringing the tough questions. That's a good question, Rick. So let me see. Uh, let me work backwards. From an announcing standpoint, the first guy that jumped in my head was Edge, my my good friend, the rated R superstar Edge. When he used the song, uh, what is the name of that band? It wasn't a cover. Uh, they was it his la- last one? Not the not the Rob Zombie song. Not the not, yeah, Alter Bridge. It might have been not Rob. Someone there in uh, Mantalis, Mankalis. What's the name of that song? Metalingus. Met, is that it? Yeah, I think that might be it. Yep. There was just something there about it. Like he when he came out with the pyro and the smoke, it really, really got you going. And also, I'm a big zombie fan, so when he was Rob Zombie, that was badass too. And I'll also throw a Tide City Jones in there for you, Ricky. As an announcer, when um when The Undertaker was doing the American badass gimmick and he came out to, you know, Limp Biscuit rolling, I'm a big Limp Biscuit fan. Um, oh, for sure. That was awesome. Now, when I was wrestling, um, I got to say, I, that we had, especially in ECW, we had a lot of, you know, really, real good music. A lot of the guys had good songs. Um, one of the key guys were the Pitbulls. The Pitbulls, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with them, was a great tag team during the ECW era. And they used, speaking of zombie, they used uh, Thunder Kiss. 
And that was a very oh yeah, yep. That was a great song. I also uh, loved uh, the Triple Threat and Shane Douglas and and uh, and the late great Candido and late great Bam Bam Bigelow uh, when they used um, Drew Blank. Uh, what was I just saying? I was just talking about it the other day. Oh my god, like Triple Threat. Triple uh, Threat. Yeah. Oh god. I, did Candido use Back in Black? No. Well, he did. But then yeah. as the unit with with Shane Douglas, I can't believe I just drew a black. Literally black wall in my brain right now. Ricky, were you an ECW fan? I, I, you know, I missed it. I really got into it right when uh, you were announcing. I was a uh, perfect strangers. I'm sorry, purple, Ricky. Deep purple. Perp, deep, perp, deep purple, perfect strangers. Oh, yeah. That was the song. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't have to. Yeah, I don't have to watch EZW to know some deep purple, baby. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, good. good question on your part, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, and the other one was uh, for my homie Tom because he's leaving, and I'm kind of sad, bro. Yeah, I hear like you, for real, that hit me hard. But yeah, it's you hard. know what? Let's keep it up. All right, Captain. Yo, I am a metalhead, bro, and awesome. I'm a big Metallica fan. So look, let me know what is your favorite Metallica song. This could go for both of y'all because I don't know. I'm pretty sure both of y'all are, well, are headbangers. I will you know? go. I, I'm not a huge metal fan, but I like Metallica and State Patrol is probably my favorite. <laughs> State Patrol. I don't know how long you listen to. You don't. You don't know. You don't know that song, do you, Rick? No, I do not. You know, but, I know you're a, but, 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 hey, you know, I heard you were singing, man. I listen to you uh, every day. I'll give you a so. quick backstory. I, I heard the song Said But True. You know that song, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah back in sure. the day, I heard it, and I didn't know who did it. I walked in some CD store. I'm like, yeah, I want that song from Metallica. I thought it was called State Patrol. I thought that's what oh, they were well. saying. So it's like an inside. So people that know the show, I've told the story. So, okay, Captain, next to the man's question. I mean, I guess my favorite song probably has to be Creeping Death because it was the first one Ooh. I ever learned how to play. Wow. Oh, yeah. dude, I love that song too, bro. No one cares. All right, awesome. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Rick. Thank you. Uh, Captain uh, Ricky, thank you for calling. Thanks for being the first time long time. That's nice of you from Rockford, Illinois. And, Captain, I'm telling you, nobody really gives a rat's ass what your opinion is, except Ricky. No one cares <laughs> that's what you his think. real name. Yeah, if that is Ricky's <laughs> real name. No one cares. You know why? You know why, Captain? Because you quit the show. So stop coming out here and having your friends call the show acting like they're from Rockford, Illinois. Pissed me off. Yes, Taz. <laughs> yeah. I never heard that. I never heard the Creeping Death. What's it called? Creeping Death. It's off of their second album. came out in 1984. Creeping Death. Feels like my body. All right, anyway. Uh, hey, I'm Miles, California. What's going on? You're on the Taz Show. Hey, what's, it, what's going on, man? What's going uh, on? You know, Miles. What's going on with you, buddy? Talk to me. I think there's two things that come out on SmackDown. Two main things. First of all, what was your take on the ending of the Bray Kane match and what Ron Ewan said? Well, what was the, the second thing you just said? I didn't hear what you said. What was your take on the ending of the Bray Kane match and what Randy Orton said? Oh, what Randy Orton said. Well, first off, uh, I I enjoyed the Kane Bray match. I also I know it was a no DQ, and I think the announcer did a good job covering that, Miles, because there was a lot of you know outside interference. When, when the lights went out, Luke Harper was on the announce desk. He kicks Kane in the face. I thought that was a cool spot. I liked that spot um, because it was different. And they had Kane, I'm sorry, uh, Luke on the desk and just a straight kick to Kane's face. Well timed out. They, those guys got in position quick. I thought that was cool. Um, you know, I, I, I think when you have a no DQ, from a booking perspective, you're protecting yourself. That you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're letting all the run-ins and any interference happen. So that's what happened when Randy Orton interfered. And uh, I, I, I don't think anyone expected 
him to hit the RKO on Kane like he did, right? So it's yeah. kind of like a shocking thing. I thought Bray Wyatt's facial expressions were great on um, uh, on the reaction to that. And I like when they're going with Randy because Randy and Bray are playing mind games. So I like what he's saying. I like everything. I like I like the angle. Yeah. What about you? Don't like no, it or something? Like, what's the deal? You don't like no, it? No, I did not. No, I liked it. I really did like it. It was actually surprised to me. Actually, they, they turned on Kane. It surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it did too. It surprised me too. And and uh, but I thought it was good. You know, you got to keep people thinking. Thank you, Miles, for calling. By the way, I know you are a regular caller here of the show. And in a little while, I'll get a little more in depth in SmackDown. I watched uh, just about the whole show, I believe. Um, so I have a lot of thoughts on it. You know, I tweeted about the yellow streak down the, the back gimmick with Alexa Bliss and uh, <clears throat> Becky Lynch. I mean, come on now. I mean, what are we doing? It's like it's, it's like such an old school thing. Look, I'll tell you a quick quick deal here, right? So I'm sitting home. I'm watching the SmackDown. My kid walks in the house. He just got. He was at the gym, right? He's kid. You know, he trains a lot. He was an athlete, as you guys know. So. You know, he, he it's the off-season. It's not lacrosse season right now. So he, this is when they kind of bulk up and they really, you know, he's hitting the books and hitting the weights. That's what he's doing. So he comes in from the gym and he sits down. He's got his whey protein shake. And now he's, oh, he's an expert too, by the way. Now he's, oh, yeah. Big, you know, he's been lifting for, for two years. He put on a lot of muscle. And it's like, you know, dad doesn't know squat. Like I don't, like I'd never been in a gym. Yeah. He's telling me about these rigorous leg work, and they're tough. He trains hard, and and he's telling me about, and he talks to me like I don't know, like I've never trained in my life, and and, and I'm, I'm like going on Google. I'm like, bro, look, look, this was me. Look, hey, look you know this. Taz, by like, the way. Look, look at this picture. He's like, yeah, Dad, I know, and, and like he could care less, dude. I could look like <laughs> Arnold. He wouldn't put me over, right? He just will not. He's a teenager, right? So anyway, he comes in, right? So I'm proud of him because he trains his ass off. And he does his schoolwork and all. So he, he sits down for a minute. He don't normally watch wrestling because he's a busy kid. And I see the tail end of this whole thing with Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch, where Alexa spray paints the yellow stri- stripe down, uh, you know, the back of uh, of Becky. Like she's yellow and she's got a yellow streak down her back. So my son is halfway paying attention because he's on his phone and he just walked in, backpack Jones, you know, they got the keys to the car in his hand. He's so busy. He's, 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 like, he's just a metro man. You know, he's very busy. And he's looking at his phone. I'm like, dude, are you paying attention to this? He goes, what is this? I go, SmackDown. I, I used to work on the show. Yeah, you know, I know. He knows, right? And I go, he goes, oh, oh, yeah. And he looks at it. He's squinting at the TV. And I go, you know what the yellow stripe is? And he goes like this, Paint. I go, yeah. <laughs> I go, yes, this piece of wise, yes. I, I go, but why, why? I wanted to know if he knew what that meant. At a kid that, you know, is, is uh, you know, 17, 18 years old, if that generation even knows what the F, a yellow stripe down someone's back means. Yeah, yellow. Yeah, yellow, you son of No one knows anymore. It's old 19 stagecoach Jones. <laughs> No one knows what that means. So I shouldn't say no one, but the, the, the younger generation. I said, dude, I know you know it's paint. I know that. Do you know what it represents? And he looks at me like, why are you even talking to me right now, old man? That's kind of how he looked at me. And he goes, no, dad, I don't what? Like, it's just total annoyed city, right? Because it's teenage Jones, right? So... I said, you don't know what it represents? Because no, I really don't. I, I, he goes, I don't care either, but you want to tell I go, I'll tell you. <laughs> so I go, it means that 
she's saying the girl's a coward. She's got a yellow streak down her back. He goes, I don't even know. Now, he's a very intelligent kid. Like, he's, you know, he's been around for a young kid. He's traveled a lot as an athlete, a young athlete. So he's not, he's not some kid that's a sheltered kid that lives in the suburbs. He, maybe a little, but not that much. He's, he's out there, you know. He goes, I'd never heard this in my life. He, he didn't know. So, like, I knew. Captain, I'm assuming you knew. Yeah, but from really, like, old movies. Yeah, but, like, I'm just... So my point in talking about this is the younger generation, I don't want to say every kid doesn't know what it means, but the bulk doesn't know what it means. We may have to put a poll up. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, they don't know what it means. I'm serious. They don't know what it means. Metal lingness, by the way. I just got another message. <laughs> yeah. Didn't we say that earlier? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Someone's manning the phones. <laughs> hey, if you guys call the show, 866-475-2948, you could talk to Big Rob the Viking. Go ahead. So, my point is, I don't, I really think the bulk of the younger generation does not know what yellow means what a yellow streak means i don't think they know what this is why explain it or don't do it it's old yeah yellow and if i see you around my farm again i'ma shoot you in the ass that you kind of need like chewing tobacco while you say that <laughs> requirement yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like it's so like old. Like where's John Wayne when we need him? God rest his soul. The Duke. Where is he? I'm just thinking. Wasn't it last week on SmackDown or the week before? JBL was calling calling Morrow's Seinfeld references dated. Well, that that's just hack of the show. But no, but that's hack of the show. Yeah. And we do this here, but we don't. You know, we're not placating to a younger audience on this show. This show demos mostly guys. From the age of 65 to 80. That's the demo. Yes, yes. That's, that's, no, I'm joking. To the number six. I'm just saying, like, we're not, you know, we're not placating to, you know, younger, younger generation just like WWE would do. I don't know. Did did you think that or not? Not really. I thought it was just odd. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen a spray paint can like that since, like, the NWO. It's a lot of people saying NWO, NWO. Yeah, I understand the NWO. That was cool, though. They're doing the tag of the guy. The NWO with the black paint. That was fine. But a yellow streak. And two young chicks, man, that I don't even, well, maybe they knew, but because they were probably wrestling fans, I would assume, Alexa and Becky. But, like, I, I, th- I think it would have been funny, like, if, let's say, Alexa Bliss said to the agent, why do you want me to spray paint yellow down her back? I don't understand why. <laughs> like, that would have been funny, like, if she said that behind the scenes. Maybe she did. Who knows? Because, like, it's so old. I'm just saying, like, it's just old. Let's evolve, please. Let's evolve with our booking. Stay away from my stagecoach and my lady. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to take my muskrat and shoot you in the ass. All right, we got to go to break here. Muskrat love. Uh, other side of break, get into detail on SmackDown. Uh, take a call or two. We got Joey Styles coming up, I think, at the top of the hour. Okay, the Joey Styles will be on the show via Skype. Joey JoJo! We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Taz 
<laughs> oh, Taz Jones Jones, it's good stuff. That's legit shoot stuff there, by the way. That's not gimmick from the sound effects store. Just so you guys know. Might have to play it again later on. El Capitan. The man who's quitting the show. I, I got I made a little mistake. I didn't not a mistake. I forgot to mention something earlier about speaking of the Cavs game. And uh, I did my due diligence as a as a host and and a show prep nut. Don't laugh, Captain. Um, yeah, the uh, and uh, my man here, Richie Williams, on the uh, Twitter at uh, Pisherman82. He said, "Surprise! Uh, you guys didn't mention Undertaker. Undertaker showing up at the Cavs game in full Taker gear." You're right, Rich. You should be surprised I didn't mention it because uh, it went right over my head. I was going to mention it. I just forgot. <sighs> I'm not perfect. It's Come part, on. It's probably why I haven't won an award this week. And this is probably the reason. <laughs> you know? It's weeks. <laughs> so, it's, only, it's still Wednesday. It's I mean, still Wednesday. That's a good point, actually. I got so far. Yeah, no. Um, I thought it was a little... I guess it was like an appearance. His Undertaker was there with, with Dana Warrior. Ultimate Warrior's wife, and you know, I, I I I guess it was some sort of an appearance. I don't know much about it, but he was taking pictures with some of the Cavaliers or some of the players. I think LeBron James, early that day or something like that, or something was wearing an Undertaker T-shirt. So you know, obviously a lot of the guys are wrestling fans, which is cool. The NBA guys, and so uh, yeah, big Taker. I I I, I don't. It's kind of weird. I think LeBron was wearing a Warrior shirt. No, no, I'm saying yeah, early in the yeah, day, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was with LeBron in Cleveland. Oh, you were with LeBron. Yeah, we went to get sush. Oh, the yeah. sush. Hey, Bron, you want to get some sush? Yeah. No, dude, I'm telling you. I, I Look, I, please, don't, 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 don't buck me here, okay? I, I'm telling you, the man, LeBron, at some point during the day yesterday was wearing an Undertaker shirt. I'm telling you. I promise. I know, Bron. I don't even call him LeBron. I call him Bron. He sent you a selfie, didn't he? LeBron Strom, LeBron Strom, <laughs> that's awesome. He's tall enough, Braun Strowman, to be a hoops player, as they call it, kind of large. He might rip the backboard down like Daryl Dawkins. Remember Daryl Dawkins? Yeah, I think so. Many I years ago, Shaq tearing those uh, Shaq backboards did too. down. Shaq did too. Dude, I've met Shaq many times. Like we used to come to the L.A. Uh, Staples Center. He'd sit right behind Michael Cole and I. Greatest guy ever. Nice guy. Super guy. He's super tall, bro. Like even taller than me. And uh, and just massive, just a massive man. But very nice guy. Shaq. Really good dude. Bring his kids with him and stuff. He'd walk in the building place just pop. It's like Elvis. You just made it sound like being tall was a bad thing. You're like, he's very, very tall, but a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a Napoleon estic. What's the word I'm looking for? Napoleon complex. <laughs> We don't like people. That's that's the problem with Big Rob the Viking. Yeah, he's a giant tall man. I will not stand near him. I refuse to look up to any man, especially someone who's a Viking. <laughs> <sighs> that is funny. I did do that about the Shaq. Listen, this is really really tall, but don't get me wrong. He's a good guy. So <laughs> that's funny. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm getting more notes. Chocolate Thunder. That's right. <laughs> Chocolate Thunder. That was Daryl Dawkins. That was his nickname. Dude, he used to rip down uh, um, uh, the, the backboard. If you go look at the YouTubes, I can't remember what team he played for. I want to say Philly, but I have to look it up. No, I don't think it was Philly. And I, th I think he played for the Nets. Let's see. He played for the Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see who else. I think he played for the Nets. 
Well, you take your time. He played for Philly. He played for the Nets. He played for the Jazz. And he also played for the Pistons. You said Nets, correct, sir? Yeah, he played for the Nets as well. So I was right. Um, so <laughs> enough of that. Uh, he yeah. also spent a year with the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, okay, apparently. that's great. You know what? No one cares. Okay, good. So uh, I, I got a very busy show here, sir. I don't want to talk about the NBA. I know you love the NBA. Okay, but I don't have time. I'm busy. I'm very busy. Hey, uh, Holly. Holly, who's what, this? What's up? You're from Michigan, right? Your name's Holly, right? Yeah, yeah. What's going on, buddy? No, no. Um, how are you? I'm good, sir. I, I got a little phone off because I need to have a conversation with uh, my call screener. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's starting to annoy me. Well, what's going on, big guy? How can I help you? Um, two quick questions. Yes, sir. Um, one, how have you talked to Sandman lately? How's he doing? I have not. No, I have not <clears throat> talked to him. Sandman and I, um, I've never had a problem with him, <clears throat> um, I, but I never was really like buddy-buddy with him. Um, so, are, I'm sorry. You and him, you and him are like my two favorite wrestlers of all time. That's why I was. Just... Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I have not uh, spoken to him in a long time. Man, I can't even remember the last time I saw him. You know, but uh, yeah, I, I always, you know, I, I never really had a problem problem with him. I mean, you know, but we were like, we had two different circles of people right, we right. were friends with, Nisi Dub. But you know what? We were opposite performers and wrestlers and all that. But you know, he. He, uh, you know, he had great success, so I'm happy for him. Hopefully, he's doing good. But no, I have not spoken to him. No. And the other one is um, the Taker thing. He was there because he was giving um, Kevin Love and LeBron James the uh, WWE Universal Champions. Oh, yeah. I have 9,000 producers, Holly, and none of them knew that. Uh, none of them. Yes. Uh, thank you, Holly, for that. If You're you... welcome. I I'm a big Taker fan. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, see, the captain <laughs> looks mad at you, Holly, I think. What's no, up? Yeah, can I replace the captain when he leaves? <laughs> well, yeah, you got to move to New York. That's the only thing. You know, you gotta... oh, <laughs> yeah, you gotta... That's the only thing. What's up, Captain? Didn't they send a belt over when the Cavs won the championship? You got to ask Holly. He's the expert. <laughs> Go ahead, Holly. Yeah. Holly. <laughs> They did, but then Taker delivered one to Kevin Love too. I'll tell you, oh, I like. Well, okay. I like Holly's chances of maybe being in the running for this new producer. <laughs> He's doing pretty good, Holly. You're doing pretty good. I'm proud of you, kid. Thank you. All right, buddy. You too, bud. See that? He knows when to get out too. <laughs> he got out. Got out. Got to be careful. He moved on. He's like, uh, uh. I got put over. I'm out. She's counting me down. That's the gimmick, brother. That's the deal. That's. How you survive in life. You get put over. Quit by your head, as the old cliche goes. All right, so, um, what was I going to say? SmackDown. Let me get it. I got into a little bit of talking about the Becky Lynch. If you haven't heard the first segment, I wasn't a fan of the Yellow Streak. Um, I'm not sure if you guys heard that or not, but. You weren't? <laughs> You were a little ambiguous. Yeah, I thought that kind of sucked. Yeah, and, and and I'm a fan of both those those performers, Alexa and Becky. I am. I really am. But I don't like the bit that they had those girls do. I don't. I don't. I, I mean, I think Alexa as a heel is excellent. I I mean, she really covers that you know biatch gimmick big time. Like she's a little nasty heel, and her work carries through with it, and her promos are great. Her facial expressions. She's underratedly good, uh, Alexa Bliss. She really is. She's always been good, though. NXT, everything. And Becky's just Becky. Becky, you know, she's just, she screams credibility. Her work rate's always legit. Her promo work, she's got a heavy, the Irish was a brogue, Irish brogue, right? Yeah, that's it. But it's okay. It's her, when she talks, you know, she's got a very good connectivity to the audience. People like her, you know, and this is something about her. You know, they like her. It's like a Nacho Libre. I don't know if you know the line, Nacho Libre. I don't want to get paid to lose. And 
I want a queen. Nacho Libre, Jack Black says, uh, said to who? I can't remember who he was talking. Maybe Stephen. Stephen, you saw the movie, right? A while ago. Yeah, and he says to him, the people, they like you. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's trying to, but it was hilarious. That movie was one of the funniest movies ever. But anyway, I digress. So, uh, but yeah, no, people, people, you know, they dig Becky for sure, and, and Alexis got heat in a good way. Uh, the hype bros and the Ascension. You know, the Ascension obviously changing the whole look. I mean, Cap, I know you're an Ascension fan. They're you looking know, great. It's cool, right? I wish they'd just win a little more often, but yeah. they're looking really good. I know. I know. I, I like the chemistry between these four guys, the hype bros and the Ascension. I like where they're going with the, the Ascension. I'm look, looking forward to seeing more. With them, those guys have really been put through the ringer with the political BS or whatever's gone on with them since they left NXT and had excellent success there. And then they go to the, to, to the WWE, and it's like, yeah. They were they were the longest reigning tag champs in NXT, right? I believe they were. Uh, I don't I know why you would ask me a question like that because you know I don't know the answer. <laughs> I'm not an expert on this stuff, bro. You know. That's right. I forgot. I just I just know suplexing and you just and Google stuff. I just Google everything. <laughs> I really really don't know anything. Uh, so that's really the deal on that. Hey, uh, plug City Jones uh, from Chicago. Uh, you're on the Taz show. Hey, Taz, how you doing? Good, buddy. So that's your gimmick name, huh? Plug City Jones. Yeah, that's the name that you gave me, actually. Oh, I did, Bill. How was this? Yes. When did I uh, refresh my memory? Uh, I called about three weeks ago. I plugged my uh, wrestling oh. federation that I created. <laughs> yes, I remember you now. All right, buddy, how's it going? Uh, great. I just wanted to say uh, hello to the captain, and he will be missed. Well, hey. Maybe. He might be missed, but okay, yes, I hear you. Uh, that's good. Uh, that's all you want to say? Uh, no, I wanted to get your advice. Um, I created the Federation about five years ago, and my buddy kind of bought me out, if you will. Mm. And yeah. I'm trying to get back on the indie scene, and I know Chicago is more or less the hub of professional wrestling in the world, for the most part. Uh, I don't know about that, but okay. <laughs> well, a lot, of, I, a lot of people in Chicago love wrestling. I know they I do. It's, listen, it's always been a great wrestling town. I don't. Know, I wouldn't call it the hub, but you're from there, so of course you would do that. Yeah, of course. Um, but I was wondering, um, any advice on getting back on the indie circuit? I mean, as a wrestler? What are you talking about? As a wrestler? Yeah, yes, I'm a professional wrestler, so I was curious about how I would get back on the indie circuit. You gotta get booked, bro. You know what to do. You gotta, you gotta. How long, how long ago did you get trained, and who trained you? Uh, I was trained by Steve Boz. I don't know him. Uh, he was on the PWI 500. He was in like the middle, like 230, 235. Okay, PW Pro Wrestling Illustrated 500. That is that a that's the qualifier now for a good trainer. Oh, I don't know. No, no, I, I, I don't want to be. Um, I don't want to be oh, a no. dick, but I'm being serious. Like, like I'm just saying the way you said that, it was like it's a foregone conclusion. Listen, the guys on a PW, uh, PWI 500. I mean, I don't understand what that. I'm just saying, no disrespect to the guy. I don't understand what that matters. I don't know. Like, where did he work? Did he ever work? I'm not saying like you got to be in WWE um, to be a good trainer, but like, what, did you go to someone? And how long ago was this that you got trained? I got trained in two. I got trained. Well, he was my finishing school. I got trained in 2008 by him. Finishing he had a, Okay. Uh, I got trained initially in 2006 by a guy in Indiana, and okay. then I went I to, you. like, you know, yeah, yeah. kind of like, like what you did. Yeah, what I but, did, except uh, I had about 25 years' experience behind me, but I understand, yes. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, thank you. Listen, as far as getting on the indie scene, uh, Bill, you got to keep plugging away, uh, Plug City Jones. You got to just keep, you know, try to get booked. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you know, go to one of your trainers. Maybe they can, I mean, I, it's tough to give you advice how to get booked. You got to get get contacts and get in touch with promoters and and i don't know what kind of work you are but i mean you know 
PWI 500. Like, I, I mean, that's, that's, I, you know, I know exactly what he's talking about, but, like, I, I mean, that's, that's the thing like, with wrestling schools. Like, listen, man, I'm just being effing real with you guys, okay? Anybody that wants to be a wrestler, first of all, you need two, two things. It's very simple. You need patience, and you need to find a credible, legitimate trainer, school, or dojo. It's that simple. It's that simple. You're up in Canada, find Landstorm. In that area, or if you're up in Michigan area where you're not far from Canada, whatever, find Landstorm. If you're anywhere near Florida or the south or anywhere on the, the northeast side of the country, find the Dudleys. Go down to Orlando and get trained by them. In the Texas area, find Booker T. You're in the northeast, Jersey, Monster Factory, they do a great job. And the West Coast, I'm not too familiar with what they have out there. I'm sure there's a plethora of good places. But you guys got to be careful. No disrespect to anybody that gentleman mentioned. I don't mean it like that. I, I'm not saying if I don't know you, that doesn't mean you're a good trainer. But I'm going to tell you this. How can you teach someone what it takes to get to the dance if you've never been in the dance? If you've never been close to the dance, if you never drew money at a dance, what qualifies these people to take money from people to train them? Because I tell you what, in my experience as a trainer, I've had to deal with people, and then people like me who had legitimate schools would turn down at times respectfully People who had training from other people because there was so many friggin' bad habits you couldn't break them. And as a trainer, that's the toughest thing to do with a wrestler. Break those bad habits. Talked about, you know, Bull James, okay? When Bull James came to my finisher school, he was initially trained by a gentleman of the name of Matt Bourne. Doink the clown, some of you guys know him as. Okay, Matt Bourne, arguably one of the most underrated professional wrestlers of, you know, I don't want to exaggerate say all time, and, and, and he's no longer with us, Matt Bourne. I, I met Matt maybe once or twice, was a massive fan of his work, and this guy was a legitimate guy. So when I take a guy like Bull comes into my finishing school, he didn't have a lot of bad habits. I truly had to finish him. So I get a little ticked off when someone calls it, oh, just like you had. Really? Well, I guess my arrogance is coming out now. <sighs> I got Joey Styles coming on in a few minutes. I'm trying to be in a good mood because I know when he comes on, he's going to piss me off. <laughs> so I'm trying to... Joey Jojo! I'm just trying to be good now. Do you know, Cap? I, I, I don't want to get upset. So let it out now. I am. <laughs> it's tough. I'm going to kick your ass! It's unbelievable, dude. Just let it out. <laughs> Okay. You don't want it to come out during the big meeting? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> come on, you're killing me, man. So. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, all right. Let me, let me get back on track. I got a little sidetracked, Jones. Hey, Nick in L.A. Uh, hi, you're on a tattoo show, buddy. Oh, my God. What? Okay. Uh, What's the matter? Uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. How you doing, Good, Ted? buddy. What's going on, bro? 
and Captain Ahoy, I, I feel obligated. I need to say that. Um, Ahoy. So. <laughs> I like how Nick said that. He feels obligated. That was cool. That was that was a Nick. I can appreciate a nice left-handed jab, and that was that one. Was that was a high road. That shot was high road the- shot to the nutbag right there. Yeah, I, I like this guy, Nick. Already, what's up, buddy? Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I wanted to talk about the Royal Rumble. Um, I'm going to call it right now. I really feel um, the Miz is going to win simply because he's doing the best work he's ever done. He's more over than he's ever been. And with the fact that they're probably going to turn AJ face so they can sell some gloves, uh, I definitely <laughs> think the Miz is going to be the guy to, uh, to take it. I really do. Really, um, I just wanted to get your thought on that. All right, look. As far as Miz, straight up, dude, I, I, I think you could be in the right zone. I don't know about turning AJ just yet. I don't think that. I don't know. Look, AJ's proven he can be an awesome babyface, right? We know this, but I mm-hmm. just don't think now. Um, they've been putting a good amount of heat on. They did it last night with the Ellsworth thing again, and the match that that AJ and uh, Dean had. You know. Uh, some people thought online maybe Ellsworth was going to turn and stuff like that, and, he, and you know, he didn't. I, I think that's too early, too. People, you know, what it tells me, Nick, is that people want to see turns because they want WWE to kind of get out of the cement shoes they're in with the booking. So they want something that is exciting, and turns are usually exciting. Um, but back to the point about Miz. Look, no matter what WWE does with Miz, if it's a positive thing and a push, I'm all in. I'm a big Miz fan. I'm a big Maurice fan. I'm a big Miz and Maurice as a unit together fan. Uh, and Miz on the mic, Miz in the ring. He's underratedly awesome, and no pun intended. I know it's his gimmick, but but um, I, I, you're saying that he runs it. He not runs. He gets in at one point at the Rumble. He gets a shot. He becomes the SmackDown World Heavyweight Champ. That's what you're saying, right? I, I really think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this guy's on fire. He's unstoppable right now. He has so much heat. And he's only getting better. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I, I really can't see anyone else doing it. Now, the thing is, they're probably going to have Raw go on last at WrestleMania, which is the catch-22. But being that it is the WWE Championship, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, look, Miz, like I'm saying, I I think we got to wait a little bit longer. And, Nick, thank you for calling. I think we got to wait a little bit longer to see what they do with Miz. I I agree with everything Nick is saying. I mean, as far as the guy being on fire – you know, a lot of times when you hear, like Nick said, he's getting better every time. I agree, but Miz is a pro. He, It's like so kind of like it's, I don't think Nick means it like the way it could sound, like he needs to get better. Miz, he doesn't need to get better. What Miz is getting is he has more comfortability because he has more time. I was going to say, it seems like he's gaining momentum. Yes, there's that word. Remember yesterday? Was it yesterday I talked about momentum? I think it was. I, th- I think it might have been Maybe yesterday. The day before it might have been. Timber! I think it might have been yesterday. Yes. So, so, um, hmm. I don't know. I, 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 whatever they do with Miz, I'm in. I mean, the guy is, like I said, he's really smoking on fire. No doubt about it. Um, definitely, uh, you know, definitely on fire. I mean, I, I, I mean, Captain, just from a fan perspective, I know you're busy making my audio and my voice sound awesome. But I want to interrupt your, your work. I was actually just looking up the pay-per-view schedule oh, as really? well. Because there's one more event uh, between uh, the Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble that will involve SmackDown. So there's a chance. I don't know. we still got some time to see what happens with the Miz at TLC, for instance. Well, good point. Good point. This is why you'll be missed, Captain. Yeah. 
So why? Because you got all the bases covered. And I've noticed the past couple of weeks, instead of mailing it in since you gave notice four months ago, <laughs> I've noticed that you're actually starting to bring your double A game. Like you're doing oh, better. All right. Because then you really want it. You're sticking it to everybody here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here you go. There you go. I see what you're doing. I see exactly what you're doing, buddy. I do. And I respect it. Hey, uh, Corey in St. Louis, you're on the Taz Show. All right. Two times in one week. I like that. Hey. How you doing, sir? All right, Goody. What's up, buddy? Hey, I got uh, possibly three questions. If you could take it, if not, I'll stick with my two. All right. All right, go. Quick. My first question is, uh, how hard is it to be a wrestler with a submission move? Because for some reason, it seems like now the only people that are doing submissions are the women. I haven't seen any top guys doing submissions since... Alberto Del Rio. It's not hard at all. It's it's uh, it, it it if you have a good mind for how to put a match together and you have the right type of submission, it actually is smooth a smooth transition to a lot of things. As long as I would think it's a little tougher to incorporate a submission that's a mat based submission. My submission was something I did from standing and then f- broke it down into the mat. So it, it, I kind of put a lot of thought into the, what I did and how I did and when I did the Kata Hajime and you know the Taz mission and why. It worked for me, and especially being a shorter wrestler like myself, it was easier for me to apply onto anyone, even if they were taller, and I could bring them down to the mat. So I didn't just do like, unfortunately, some of the current wrestlers where they just say, oh, I saw a move on YouTube from 1993 a guy did, and I want to steal that now So because it was cool. No, that's not why you take moves. You, you, well, no, what, what I was referring to, I guess, is like, is it more of a creative issue as far as one wrestler not wanting to lose to a submission because it makes him look weaker? Because, I mean, like, you'll never see John Cena tap out to anybody. Well, you get a lot of guys. Well, to your point, there's a lot of guys that don't want to tap out. I, I dealt with a lot. Jerry the King Lawler, I don't think he, I've beaten him. I choked him out. He didn't want to tap out. There were many guys I wrestled that would bitch to the office. They didn't want to tap. I think today, because the tap out thing happens a lot, back then it was like a pride thing, even though it was a work, you know, but they would say, oh, Taz, you live the gimmick. Yeah. Meanwhile, you guys are bitching about tapping out, <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. a work, you know, but, but so I don't, I don't think it's a creative thing. No, I think it's a comfortability thing that a wrestler, what that wrestler wants to do. You know what I mean? That's what I think it is. Sorry I had to cut you off. Thank you for calling, Corey, but I do have to go to break. I, I can't deal with three questions from callers at times. I can't. No, people, the three question thing, to be honest with you guys, look, I love interacting with you guys, but the three questions and whoever does the call screening on the show going forward, I'm not doing it anymore. We got a new rule. It's not a shoot. No, it's a new. I yeah. don't have time. Yeah. And, and and I don't. It's not. You got a question? Fine. Taz, you're being a dick. Yeah, well, I am. Yes. Get your own show, and then you can answer a thousand questions. From one person. <laughs> well said, sir. I'm going to break, and on the other side of the break. Oh, my God! Oh, yeah, via the Skype, I think we're going to have the Joey Styles. Hopefully, there's not a problem. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, uh, we're back. One hour down, one hour to go. Tash show. <laughs> yeah. Very unprofessional. Well, hopefully there's no... Real broadcasters listening or about to be on the show here that would think that's unprofessional of me. So, um, you know, usually to call a commentator and I kind of run shotgun and play second fiddle to the play-by-play guy that's usually the big egomaniac, arrogant pricks that they are. Like Joe Buck yourself at Fox, that type of thing. 
So on that note, yeah, uh, we got the Facebook Live coming up in 30 minutes. I want to watch you, Taz, on Facebook Live. You get to do that, you sorry bastards. I think we're on Facebook Live right now. Like I said, we're on Facebook Live right now. These are the reasons why I'm glad you quit the show and you gave notice four months ago, Captain, because you always try to undermine me and make me look horrible. So, Joey Styles, we have him, I believe, on standby here on the Skype. So get your Skype ready. So all the people on Facebook, Joey has a history with uh, Facebook Live, I believe, but we won't get into that. What the hell? Come on. Will you stop? So anyway, uh, uh, enough of this. Enough. I, I need that. Uh, uh, it's time. Oh, my God! Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Joey Styles. Uh, what's going on, my friend? Uh, welcome. Welcome to the Taz Show. And it's nice to see that you're awake. I'll just say that. It's nice to see that. Uh, by the way, thank you for yet another Facebook Live joke. That was great. Um, by the way, before the break, I heard you say that you would lock on the Katahajime and then break your opponents down if they were taller than you were. If they were taller than you were. Oh, boy. Here we who, go. Who did you ever work with besides Mikey Whitrek, who was not taller than you I, are? I have an answer. Ray Odyssey. How's that? So- <laughs> Sir for Ray Odyssey. <laughs> no one even remembers Ray, but you know him and I know him. Yeah, yeah no. Split, split screen Jones. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's Video big time. Brian on the stick. Welcome, yeah, welcome to the high road city here. This is big time. This is not some Bush League deal. This is not a, a podcast host. I have a headache. I can't host your show. No, this is professional. <laughs> <laughs> this is professional, Joe. Uh, so listen, I, I deemed you the voice of everything uh, via graphic yesterday on a Twitter, and I noticed you hacked it. For me, and now you're calling yourself the voice of the indies, which is true. You work for Evolve, you work for Beyond Wrestling, you work for Chikara. Yeah, yeah, you're working for everybody. Uh, I mean, and, and why would you hack a name I give you without giving me credit? You know how I am. Well, first of all, I called myself the voice of the indies as soon as I started working on the indies. Oh, so. listen, listen, facts. We don't need them. Okay, I'm, you hacked me, Joe. Okay, so you're saying sure, that it, it, it's your show. I hacked you. If that makes you feel any better, fine. Oh, there's but, the arrogance. But I'm not the voice of everything. I pick and choose what indies I want to work for. Oh boy. Um, I started with Evolve because you and I have both known Gabe Sapolsky for 20 years. Yes. Gabe introduced me to Mike Quackenbush, who owns Chikara, so he was referred to me. Mike's been and on my been show. It. Please don't talk to me like I don't know Mike. He's a friend of mine. You might have first-time viewers. What, what do you think, that, that nobody new ever watches your show? Didn't you learn this from our previous employer to speak to your audience <laughs> like people are watching for the first time? Come on, Taz. The Taz Show Universe. Yes, I have learned that. Yes, Taz Show Universe. Yeah. Correct, yes. And then, uh, and then Drew Cordiero I met at, a, uh, at an Evolve show, and he runs Beyond Wrestling out of Rhode Island and Massachusetts, so I work for him as well. So, yeah, I stay busy. I'm, I'm calling myself the voice of the indies, and I'm having a great time and you're doing a great job and i think all can decide look you know at times there are ball busting things that happen here with you and i Joey, Joe, no. Joe. yeah sometimes no. sometimes but the thing is you you know if i if i had an indie company per se or was involved with booking one i would definitely have a guy like you come in not just voice stuff for me you know uh, a show or whatever or be an mc in the ring or whatever or, or, or just be a manager or get into an angle because Lord knows you pack a punch. But anyway, um, I would never, you know, I, I would always want a guy like you because you will bring, in my opinion, instant credibility to something that you attach yourself to with a wrestling brand. So 
especially from an announcing perspective. So I think that's that's a great move by Evolve, you know, by Beyond and and by Chikara. So uh, and that's really cool with the indie deal, man. That everybody kind of I don't want to say they work together, but you know, Joe, like oh, you're out there on it. I'm not, but it almost reminds a little bit of how it was many years ago with the territories when, you know, if a talent would get stale somewhere, they say, hey, this guy's not getting over in Portland anymore. Hey, down there in Georgia, you guys want him? Yeah, we'll give you this guy. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's to that degree, but it almost seems like they all work together. Do you think that's true? Uh, To a certain extent, it is amazing how many of the same talent I I work with uh, between all three companies. Uh, The three companies I work for all get along, but obviously there's another small promotion up in Providence who – tries to undercut and, and be in the thorn of the side of uh, beyond wrestling. And, and, and it happens, you know, other promoters run into that. But for the most part, the major uh, indie promotions that are drawing big crowds and have a steady following uh, via video on demand, that's my segue, so you know what to ask me next. <laughs> and uh, they, all, they, all, they all work together. Um, and, and, yeah, I, I, you know, I hope I bring some credibility to um, – to indies as an announcer, um, but also because of all of my years in digital and social media, um, I've looked at all of their websites and their video on demand sites, and I've given them tips on how to rearrange things to know the most viewed areas of the sites, how to brand things differently, and you know I don't charge extra for any of that, and, and I know it'd be worth five thousand dollars a pop for doing it because I, I know what I've seen charged. But I, I just want to help these indie promotions because unless you've worked in digital and social media, these are things you wouldn't know. So I'm just happy to help. Um, creative, I don't really get asked, um, and I won't volunteer unless I'm asked. So uh, we'll leave it at that. Well, it's good to see your arrogance hasn't changed. Uh, you have a very holier-than-thou attitude. You've always been like that, Joe, and that's kind of, I think, why people you have a certain charm about you that most don't like uh, behind the scenes. But, you know, for the most part, the fans think you're really a nice guy. Um, so, yeah, that's really a very arrogant comeback by you. Uh, All that- right, bump the brake. Hold on, hold on. Hit the, hit, hit the Taz Tales music, please. Oh, boy. Um- Boys and girls, pull up your stools. It is now time for Taz Tales. Apparently, you're running my show. You're telling me, here's your segue for the on-demand. You're this. Hit the Taz tail. It's like, I'm, I'm, like I'm working for Vince again. I'm a puppet. I think Joey's taking over for me. Oh, oh. if he knew how to run the board... I'd throw you out, Captain. Have you ever heard Joe, uh, the captain, quit the show? He left me. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, uh, yeah I heard, but I heard he gave notice at least three months ago. <laughs> Very professional. <laughs> it's like I did with Heyman when I left ECW. I gave two months notice. And I did a job for everybody in the way out the door. Everybody. And he was still, and he was still bitching and crying about it behind your back. <laughs> he was, and I put everybody oh over. God. Unbelievable! What's God. this Taz tale? What's this Taz tale? What do you got going on? What's up? All right, since you called me arrogant, I'm going to tell yet another Taz travel story because you always oh. talk about me being a bad wheel man. Oh boy! So I'm driving, and we're in New Orleans, and of course, our plan when calling the new ECW was to get to the building as late as possible. <laughs> um, so we're in New Orleans, and we stop off. We we want some uh, espresso, some biscotti. It's what you white people call biscotti. So, uh, we, so I park at the end of this parking lot. There's one space left. We walk across the whole parking lot. When it, we're enjoying our little coffee, it starts pouring, as it will do in New Orleans. I mean, pouring, torrential downpour. It's crazy. The parking lot is flooding. So we're leaving. We just have to leave. We're trying to wait it out. But eventually, you know, this live TV show is going to start. I guess we have to be there. (laughs) So Taz goes, uh, hey, bro, would you mind getting a car? 
And I go, I, I don't, but why? And you point down to your feet and go, bro, $800 Bruno Mali shoes. <laughs> And they were, and they were, and they were. Yeah, no, I, I have no doubt. So, yeah, I did get the car laughing because, I mean, something like that is worth putting up with to have the story. Never did I think that you would have a CBS show that I could tell the story on. But, but my question to this day is, why are you wearing $800 Bruno Mali shoes for a TV show where we sit behind a desk. <laughs> I don't, like, I could see if you were on, you know, CBS's coverage of the NFL and they have one of those little cute football fields where you have to walk around and you, and you lay out the defense and then people can see your shoes. Not that most football fans watch and know if somebody's wearing great shoes. But what in the hell? I mean, yeah, I we know. got paid well. We didn't get paid that well. You yeah. had no other use for $800 than a pair of Bruno Mali shoes? Well, Vince was the only one who realized how nice of shoes they were. And you know that's a shoot. Vince. It was all about Vince. You got to impress Vince, bro. I'll, listen, I'll tell you a story. I don't know if I ever said this on here. I might have about Michael Cole. I, Nick, you and I might have discussed this. And oh, this, yeah. this is before you. You know where I'm going. And, and I remember we were in a, pre, uh, a pre-show meeting. You know, me and Cole with Vince, and we were working SmackDown, obviously, and Cole had on these loafers that looked like, you know, he got, like, really from, like, just a sewer. Like, someone just pissed and a rat just pooped all over him. And and, and it would just, and Vince looked at me and said, hey, Cole, when's some shine going to hit those shoes? And he got hot at Michael Cole because his shoes looked like sludge. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm oh, sorry, Vince. You know, and I remember that. I'm like, oh, I don't want to get heat with, with Vince. So I went and I bought $800 shoes, and I always kept them shine. And he goes, ah, oh, I love those kicks, Taz. And that's why I did it. That's the reason. So, uh, you know, uh, unlike you, who would wear the same black suit every week. Hey, that was my gimmick for a while. It really didn't work. <laughs> You're still rocking the black suit, though, on these shows, I'm noticing. Uh, no, I, I, I like to wear a, a charcoal gray suit, and then being a team player, I bought a different color tie for each promotion. So Beyond is black, Chikar is the world blue, uh, Evolve is purple, and if I work for when I worked House of Hardcore, I wore red. I try to be a team player. No one cares. Okay, so Joe, let me ask you something. So throughout wow. everything... <laughs> You hit me with Mike Francesa. Listen, you have a listen, clip of him. You have a clip of him snoring. Stop! Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Okay, so here's the thing. First of all, you're welcome that you're able to come on the show here and talk about everything you're doing, right? I'm happy for you. I am. You know that. I'm proud of you. I love you like a brother. You're my paisan, right? And yeah. I, look, I know what you're doing. I know the great work you're doing on the Indies. I know in your heart of hearts, all kin aside. I know how you are with the fans. You and Tommy Dreamer are probably the two guys that I personally know that truly have a connectivity personally with fans. Like when you see them in person or online, you guys care about them. Unlike me, where I'll just walk right by them. You know. Oh yeah, I've seen you do it. <laughs> hey, do you know Taz, by the way? <laughs> yeah. They yeah. yeah, so, me down. So, hey, wait, wait, they cut me down. They cut so, me down. So the thing is, the thing they is, me down. the thing is, bro. I, at these indie shows, you have to, it's got to be so cool, almost like back in the day with EC Dub, where you, you, you're so intimate, there's such an intimate moment there with the fans are all right there. I know you and I were talking offline yesterday on the phone about progress, uh, I, I, I'm sorry, not progress, beyond wrestling, I should say, in Providence, I know. Yeah, you know, England, Providence, it's an easy mistake, listen, a lot listen. of people make that mistake. Of course they do, New England and England. Hello, yeah, there's a connectivity there. Hello, nice try, pal. Yeah. 
Attention, Brooklyn residents. Please send your kids to private schools. <laughs> One more word, and I'm hanging up on you. Okay, so that's the that's the typical. See, Captain, let me teach you what that is. That's the New York City public school shot because he's a fancy kid from from Connecticut. He went, yeah. So that's that's a shot at my education. So so, and he just sits there laughing. He's just sitting there laughing. Look, there's a full shot of him. <laughs> because I know you got thrown out of college. <laughs> Stop it! Like so, you didn't quit. You were asked to leave. You got that's future nice endeavor. Pudding. You got expelled from CW Post. Oh God, you are a stooge. Okay, so listen, <laughs> listen, listen. I would fall punch you, but I'm afraid you'd duck and just knock me right out. So I, I got to be careful of that. So with you. So uh, you have a bad rep. But I digress. So, <laughs> what? so oh, well. what I'm saying is when you're at Beyond Wrestling, the fans yeah. I know are around the ring, right? And they're banging on the apron. They're getting into it. I mean, and before the shows, at a lot of these indie shows, at a Chikara show or at, you know, at, at Gabe's shows at Evolve, I mean, or up in Providence, it's got to be awesome for you, like almost like throwback city, like you're going back in time, like to ECW Arena back back in the day, bro, like in '93 and '94, back ECW Arena. Um, I actually enjoy it more. Fans didn't really know me that well or really like me. They called me Poindexter in the early days of ECW, uh, not knowing <laughs> that I could knock them out. Um, and we didn't really do a meet and greet before the show, so I, I love um, Beyond Wrestling. They're great fans. Um, I believe that Beyond Wrestling is the most subscribed to indie channel on YouTube. Uh, their on-demand channel is youtube.com slash beyonddemand1d, beyonddemand. Drew's very clever. And it's fun because um, Drew's a paisan, and his mother home cooks all of the food at the concession stand. I was telling you this, that's and awesome. that's worth going alone. She's got all these slow cookers going. She makes lasagna, meatball, parmesan subs, <laughs> That's great, uh, bro. homemade mac and cheese. Um, there were like eggplant parmesan subs, nachos. It's it's and it's all like really well priced, like it's four or five bucks. And his his mom, his nice Italian mom, is there at the concession stand. Meanwhile, all of his shows are at clubs. Um, and they just drop a ring. There's no seats in the middle of this club. So it's like you're at a party or at a happy hour or you're going clubbing and somebody just dropped the wrestling show into the middle of it. And it's a lot of fun. And, you know, and then I go to a completely different audience when I go to Chikara shows and their video on demand service is Chikaratopia. And there's lots of kids because it's a really kid friendly promotion. And during breaks in between matches, they'll play games with the kids. Um, and I'll even get up and, and, and just play the games and the kids all win light up bracelets or shirts or sticker sheets. And it's a lot of fun. And I, and I love meeting the kids. I met uh, your caller, Super Kick Sanders oh. Saunders, uh, in Philadelphia. Um, and I, I, I'm trying to get him to come up to uh, Beyond Wrestling or uh, to uh, Chikara. I'll be at the Wrestle Factory for the first time on November 5th. He said he's, his exact tweet was, I've got to get the gimmick parent <laughs> who, um, uh now talk a little bit i had yesterday the guy the dude on uh, jeremy from flow sports and now if you want to talk a bit about that relationship what you, you're feeling as a guy who yeah. works with gabe you know talk a little bit about that and then let, let, let's chat about that for a second it's the big yeah deal. it was nice it was nice for jeremy to retweet your tweet about uh, 15 hours after you did that was great <laughs> he really um <laughs> Yeah, that was that was great. Meanwhile, you tweet that I'm going to be on your show. I retweet it in 30 seconds. You know, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. he really. Uh, yeah, that that guy really ingratiated himself to you, huh? Uh, 
yeah, look, I'm, I'm trying to be a professional, and um, you know what? Uh, it's okay. It's okay. You just, I'm not the Taz of old. I don't get upset anymore, Joe. You know how I am. <laughs> <What the? laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I don't get that. <laughs> that little stuff doesn't bother me anymore. It really doesn't. It doesn't bother me. None of that stuff upsets me. It really doesn't. None of it. Pins of it. and needles, needles and pins. It's, it's a, a happy man that grins. Yes. Please promote Flow Sports. Yeah, so uh, I don't think wrestling fans, from, from what I'm reading on Twitter, understand what a, what a huge deal this is that flowsports.tv has launched a vertical pro wrestling channel called flowslam.tv. So flowsports.tv started when a former amateur wrestler in college and a former track and field uh, participant in college realize that there is no year-round coverage of these sports. You know, they cover amateur wrestling when it's the national championship or when it's the Olympics. Uh, they cover track and field only at the Olympics. So these guys decided there was a niche. They bought a sleeper van that broke down on their first drive from Austin to Dallas, Texas, and they started doing live broadcasts um, of these events. And right now, I believe they have 12 different channels and they want to grow to 17 different channels. And it's $20 a month, or you pay $150 upfront, which comes out to $12.50 a month. And if you choose that option uh, and you're a wrestling fan, not only do you get Flow Slam, but you get access to all of their content across all of their channels. So there's. Um, Flow Combat, which is MMA. There's uh, Flow Grappling, which is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I and believe there's Flow Boxing. There's, there's, like there's everything. It's actually Flow Cheerleading, Flow Gymnastics. Yeah. Flow, there's, it's, I looked flow at it. Flow Rodeo. Flow Rodeo. It's crazy. Flow Jones. That's what they should have, Flow Jones. Um, they should have Flow Jones. They can put, you know what they can do? What? what? If they want... They could pick up the Taz show, they could license it from CBS, hmm. and they can call it Flo Jones. Ta the Taz show presents Flo Jones. That's not a bad idea, and we've heard they've had several millions of dollars, so that could be a natural fit, to be frank. Um, so that could work. If they have millions, I'm in. You know, I'm a, Yeah, you know. and the reason that wrestling fans, I, I don't think they realize how big a deal this is, and some are going, well, it's $20 as opposed to, you know, the big video-on-demand channel, which is $10. Okay, but let's say you're, you're a really big indie wrestling fan. So let, let's just take the three companies that I work for. So Chikaratopia.com is $8 a month. Beyond Demand is $10 a month. You're already up to $18 a month. Now let's say you wanted to watch uh, Evolve before they licensed their footage to uh, Flow Sports. Each event was $20. So now you're up to $38 only watching one monthly event. As it is now, you're going to get five live events each month from WWN Live, the parent company of Evolve. So that would be worth $100. So if they also went to PWG, if they also went to House of Hardcore, if they also went to Beyond Demand, they also went to Chikara. They also went to AAW out of Chicago. They oh, Progress. How about AIW Progress? Out of Cleveland. Go to UK. Progress. Progress Wrestling. 
Uh, they have Revolution Pro. They have Progress. There's WXW out of Germany. Um, uh, there's Smash Wrestling out of Toronto. Joe, did you uh, just Scott fought? Bro, did you just hold on? You looked like you lifted your cheek of your ass. Did you just fought? No, I'm just... Cap, you did not... I, you, I looked like you lifted your cheek a little bit like this. Like, what's going on? You all right, bro? What a classy show you run. <laughs> CBS, CBS must be so I'm proud. I'm just saying. Doug, you, I mean, <laughs> did you eat like a log of Super Sod or something before you went on here? What are you doing? What are I'm the... trying to make sure that I stay centered on the screen for your show because you keep doing split show, split screen Jones. Yes. So I want to make sure I'm centered because I'm a professional. I'm not like Mike Johnson sitting 10 <laughs> feet away. With... Oh, by the way, Mike, if you watch this... <laughs> Don't wear a Star Wars polo oh when you're on the Taz show. Yes. Why not wear a PWInsider.com polo <laughs> and, and promote your own employer while you're on the Taz show? I, I just don't happen to have a polo. I'm like, I would look like a NASCAR <laughs> if I had all the logos of all the companies. You know, I might do that. I might just start putting logos on my suits. I think that would be fun. Actually, it's not a bad idea. You go to a good embroiderer, you get all the different logos. Of it would look kind of NASCAR-esque. It would be. I can go to Boathouse. You could go. <laughs> 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 look at this guy. Does his homework. The Joey Styles. There it is. Yeah, you'll never be on the show again. Joey Jojo! Um, so, so, continue talking about, because you, so, you did the math on the whole thing, on the flow sports. Yeah. That was a good job right there, yeah. Yeah, and I, ho I hope I didn't – oh, no, and there's also insane championship wrestling out of Scotland. So let, let's say I've named at least 10 indie wrestling promotions around the world. And if you were only paying $10 a month to each of them, which is very cheap because some of their events are $20 a pop, I believe Ring of Honor's TV pay-per-views are $35. Um, and I'm not sure who's paying $35 wow. to watch a Ring of Honor pay-per-view on – regular television pay-per-view and that means ring of honor maybe is keeping only 50 percent of the money but you could be spending well over a hundred dollars right now to watch all of the best indies and if they all signed with flowslam.tv fans could pay twenty dollars a month or 150 dollars up front which is only 1250 a month and watch all of them in essence what flowslam.tv could become is the vertical indie wrestling channel. Um, obviously, you can watch it on uh, desktop. You can watch it on any mobile device. They just launched an app for Apple TV 4. That's the newest Apple. Um, they launched a Roku app, and I spoke to the big muckety-mucks last night before I started doing my interviews. And on their roadmap is a plan to also launch apps on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Amazon Fire Stick. So they want to be everywhere that the big uh, wrestling uh, video on demand channel is. So I think you're, you keep referencing that, Joe. I think you are you aren't you allowed to say WWE? I mean, like, what? it's WWE Network. That's what you're talking about. Come on. I am, but I, I like to amuse myself by just saying my former employer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't look. Look, I don't want to do anything. Anything that get that 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 makes the name Jerry McDevitt show up on my phone. So I God, figured I understand. Yes, better I understand. safe than sorry. Uh, listen, and, listen, and, listen. I'm, just to make it clear, I have no grudge. I spent ten years at WWE. I made great okay. friends. I made great money. Okay. I still talk okay. to them in okay. the okay. office. Okay, okay, okay. Stop, 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 stop. I gotta go to break. Can you come back on the other side of break? That's the problem with you guys. You don't stop talking. It's my show, Joe. You still had sponsors. I have sponsors. I have one left.
damn it, bastard. Can you stay during the break? You're going to come back on the other side. You can continue. Sure, after, you call me, after you call me a bastard, why wouldn't I stay? Oh, what's, that's love. You know better than that. You can stay, right? You're okay? You're good? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Thanks, Joe. All right, we're going to go to break. I got Joey Styles here. This is going great, by the way. Uh, we'll be right back. Sit, 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 sit tight. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Taz Jones! Jones! Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah! There you go, we're uh, fourth quarter city here. We had Joey Styles on the first segment. The guy dominated the whole, the first segment, the previous segment. He dominated the whole conversation, wouldn't let me talk. He's still with us here via the Skype. Uh, we were going to take an extended 20-minute break. And, uh, Joe, you just sat there. Bro, you're there, right? Joe, 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 Yeah, Joe. I'm still here. I just sat there. What did you want me to do? Leave? <laughs> well, no, you did some unprofessional things. We, we heard about somebody at CBS said you, you did a middle finger, like, sophomoric thing, like you were rolling, like, a, a paper, and then you did, like, a flip-me-off thing. I don't know why. That's all recorded now. I'm just letting you know that. Yeah. I don't care. This is why we've seen problems with you, with people that used to work for. But I digress. So, now, what, what's the next step? You speak of Evolve, right? Obviously, yeah. like, you know, if you watch, anybody who hasn't watched Evolve or, or even Chikara, which is a different style, but if you watch Evolve, to me, it screams athleticism. You know, yeah. the, the guys in the ring, guys go, the talent, the talent just is so athletic, where Chikara, they're very athletic, but... It's more of a show. It's it's very entertaining. It's very different. For you, if you're calling this, you have a different feel when you're calling it. Or what, what, like, what could you compare it to when you're calling, like, uh, Evolve? Was it like watching, if like you were calling, uh, whatever, a uh, uh, Eddie Guerrero, uh, D. Malenko match compared to more of a gimmicky match? Um, Evolve is very much like calling, I would say, if I was calling the Cruiserweight Classic. In fact, if you watch the Cruiserweight Classic, um, a lot of that footage came from WWNLive.com, which is the parent company of Evolve, to show footage of Cedric Alexander, who WWE has now signed, uh, TJ Perkins, who is now the Cruiserweight Champion, uh, Drew Gulak, uh, Tony Nese. Uh, you know, these are all people that were in Evolve. Several still are. So in a lot of ways, Evolve was the uh, developmental system for the Cruiserweight Classic. So, um, yeah, you know, I wouldn't compare anything to Malenko Guerrero because it was the greatest match um, I ever saw, including yours. Um, but, um... <laughs> my ma- but, hey, bro, um, bro, bro, my matches were quick. You know that. So. <laughs> oh, my God. I can call one of them now in three minutes. You were not getting paid by the hour. That's nice, Joe. Oh, that's nice. That's professional. That's really nice. Okay. Okay, I'm not knocking you for it. That's the way you were booked, and that's the way you should have been booked, and it's the way you should have been booked by my former – never mind. Um, (laughs) Never mind. Um, But, no, and and in Chikara, you know, I could be wrestling a match with – they have this one team called the Sea Stars where they are real sisters, and one of them is a mermaid – and the other one is an alien from space, and there have been times they actually threw a fishing net on their opponents. So it's a little more tongue-in-cheek when you have, you know, Thunder Frog wrestling the Hermit Crab. So while there's great wrestling, you know, one of the guys is wearing a lobster suit, and the other guy, you know, the grand champion named Hollow Wicked, 
is from Sleepy Hollow, and he's wearing a terrifying mask that looks like a, a haunted jack-o'-lantern. What so is going while, on? That, I, guess I know it's outlandish. I didn't know it was that crazy. Man, that's Yeah, that's, well, yeah. basically, it's like Marvel Comics come to life. In fact, Mike Quackenbush, um, I set up an interview with him with Marvel.com because his entire storylines, especially uh, this season, he breaks his, his company out into seasons, has been a, a love letter to Marvel. In fact, his his bad guys have all been uh, hexed, so they're called the Hexed Men. And basically, the the uh, the baby faces, if you will. I know your fans are are, are very smart. We know, yeah, they know all the inside baseball terms. They know them all. Yep. Yeah, you because you've broken kayfabe. You oh, yeah. killed kayfabe. I yeah. killed it completely. My work so, did. Uh, my work did also. By the way. <laughs> so. So the the baby hey, face. Listen, hey, look, by the way, knocking out talent that that doesn't kill kayfabe. That didn't kill a business, right? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know what, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, hey, don't do the split screen. Joey gets mad because he wants the camera just on him. God, give him. No, give him I love the split screen. Oh yeah, yeah. I, we can I, tell. I, no, I think it, I. You know, I your production value is really uh, you know heads above everything else that I've I've done. I'm on this press tour. By the way, Flow Sports TV, you should be paying me. To be on all these shows, you know, seriously, like I'm doing it to help um, evolve and Gabe Sapolsky. Um, but really, FlowSports.tv, you should be paying me with all that money to be an evangelist for you and going on all these wrestling shows. You know, Jeremy did an okay job yesterday. <laughs> okay, I mean, really, the guy is is what I don't know what what managing editor. Um, yes. But 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 frankly, I have done more for your brand in 24 hours than than uh, than you've done for it in in 10 years. You know, it's funny um, you said though. I, I know you're you're ribbing on a square, and I get what you're saying, and you're not wrong, bro. And and I all can decide that because you know it triggered me a little bit here because see what you're saying there. You're not wrong because see I don't think like some of these people. Ah, this is gonna sound so bad. Damn, I hate doing that. Some of these people that really... No, you don't. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, they think they know how to get something over. They also think that they're over. And a lot of them, just in the overall of the business, not just, I'm not talking about flow sports, in general. Some people you deal with try to promote things or they're on show. They don't really know how to get things over. They don't explain things right. I'm not talking, I'm not knocking my guests from yesterday. You did, but I'm just saying. Uh, you know, I get what you're saying. It gets a little. Uh, frustrating. By the way, I'm, I'm joking. I don't know Jeremy. I just thought it was odd that he didn't retweet you for I don't know how many hours. That, why, why are you trying to? Why are you trying to just? I, I, you see what he's doing here, Cap? He's trying to. He's trying to bust balls. See, he's he says he's like I don't. He's, this is called egg on Jones. See, Joey's still stuck. See you, Joe. You're still stuck in that mode. Of Taz from ECW, the guy who was short-tempered and angry, and the, the gimmick that Heyman created that made everyone think I was mad. I'm not mad. The guy don't have to retweet. The guy sent me a direct message, and he did. He was busy. People make mistakes, Joe. Okay. Anyway, yes, you, <laughs> you and I know how to promote things because we were trained, you know, as announcers, and and you're trained that it's not about you. Um, in fact, I heard somebody say that to you. Uh, it's not a, it's not about you. Yes. It's about, um, you know, promoting who it is you're working for. So I, I'm doing this um, directly for Gabe Sapolsky and Sal and everyone who works for Evolve. But ultimately, I, I'm really um, promoting FlowSports.tv. I'm basically telling every indie how smart it would be for them if they – 
spoke to flowsports.tv about licensing their footage and i'm telling fans how eventually for only twenty dollars a month or 150 dollars a year you would have yet another video on demand service but it would be all indie wrestling which quite frankly nowadays is very very good i i was never on the indies i think i did one indie event um and that's where i met you and tommy dreamer uh, back in 1992 and then I worked for ECW, which, which I guess was an indie, but I, I never worked anywhere else. Now working for, for different companies that, you know, there might be only 150 people to 500 people at an event. But the wrestling is so good. It's amazing. And I think that wrestling fans would really love being able to watch all of these different indie promotions on one vertical channel. I, I think this is huge for our industry and I want to get that message out because fans are always clamoring for an alternative. And this may be it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I listen, I, I think it's really cool where indie wrestling's going. And now because of all the online opportunities for people like Flow Sports or whatever, you know, uh, just at, when they've had like Chikara with their own online network, as you know, like all the different companies, just like uh, PWG, what they do. There, there's that we I've had people call my show and can complain about WWE so much to be honest with you because they're the front runner and just say hey I'm thinking of canceling my WWE subscription I've had a lot of people say this because there is a legitimate alternative out there and and many of them like it's you know I was talking to my wife about this yesterday you know like it's like people um, I think fans when you keep watching I, I'm not trying I don't expect you to knock WWE you don't have to say anything if you don't want but it's just my thoughts here Joe I think that fans, especially you know, people that are in their whatever, you know, early to mid 20s, mid 30s, late 30s, 40 years old, whatever, that want some athleticism. They don't want the typical hokey stuff that some of the WWE Raw and SmackDown writers and Vince are putting out there. They want so something that's not going to insult their intelligence or something from a totally entertaining co comedy side like Chikara that's more adult geared. You know, so I think there's a lot of options out there, and stuff that Flow Sports is doing is a good way to maybe, if they get a lot of these companies, encompass them all where you're paying one price and you're getting all that stuff. Yeah, and, and to your point, if you're um, a WWE fan and, you know, you don't like this segment where, where Chris Jericho is upset that somebody stole his list, you know, um, the, the fact of the matter is later on in the night, you're still going to see Chris Jericho in the ring. And I think it speaks volumes about the way WWE is going, that their universal champion on Raw is Kevin Owens, that their world champion on SmackDown is AJ Styles, that they have broken out. Uh, the two rosters, so you do get a different show when you watch Raw and SmackDown. You now get two pay-per-views a month, and I'm not advocating that anyone cancel a subscription to WWE Network. What I'm saying is, is, is I think a lot of fans would benefit by adding the FlowSlam.tv subscription once they sign, uh, you know, many more indie companies. So now for you know, thirty dollars a month, which is still not a lot of money when you could. Consider Netflix is $10 a month, Hulu is $10 a month, Amazon Video is $10 a month. So for $30 a month, I mean, you have unlimited WWE and indie wrestling. What, what I'm advocating is that a lot of fans subscribe to both once Flow Slam signs up um, many more indie companies. I, I don't understand why any fan would not want to watch uh, WWE Network because you get now get two pay-per-views a month, you get NXT, which is an excellent show. 
Um, you, you get the, the video library. Um, there's so many past shows. Um, I, I think $10 is a tremendous value. And if you happen to not be interested in, in one pay-per-view that month, well, then skip it. I mean, you're still getting $10 worth of entertainment on that network. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> hey, uh, so listen, you know what? The last time, before I let you go here, the last time you and I, I think, called a match together as a team actually was not in public. Am I correct on that? Yeah. Um, oh, last, if you don't want to go there, we don't have to. It's up to you. No, I can go there. The last time you and I called a match, it was for uh, it was in a studio, and it was for uh, Impact Wrestling. They were interested in bringing me in, um, and uh, we did a great job. Uh, Eric Bischoff, who's a, a friend of mine, and I think he was good to you when you were at Impact. Yes, very good. Was yeah. uh, yeah, and uh, and ultimately, I I didn't wind up going to work for uh, TNA Wrestling because the way they do business is a cluster fudge, and there's a reason they're going to go out of business and file for bankruptcy and uh, stiff a lot of people. And I can understand why you left, and I'm glad I didn't go work there. So how's that? Yeah, well, that kind of sums it up. Um, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, a lot of people didn't know that, but we had we we called a couple of matches, but yeah, and it was fun. I mean, it was we just. It took us a second. We were in rhythm. You know what I mean? Like, it was really good. So, uh, oh, no. I mean, working with you was awesome because, I mean, you are a good color commentator, um, should be able to analyze and break down holes and moves and, and just play off the play-by-play man. So even if I know how a hold works, because now I'm doing a lot of, a lot of color commentating, and even though I've never been – in the ring, I know how holds work. I understand that an elbow shouldn't be hyperextended. You know, I understand that ankles don't bend a certain way. But with you, all I would have to do go is say, okay, uh, you know, so-and-so is stuck in the ankle lock. Taz, why does that hurt? I mean, it was just so easy working with you because you knew what you were talking about and you have such a larger-than-life personality that I had a blast working with you. Uh, you know, not getting to the events and then getting to the next event or the hotel or the airport. But once we sat down, um, I think you and I together were money. Um, you know, I, I think it's uh, it's too bad that we didn't get a chance to work together. But then uh, both of us would have not been getting checks. So who needs that? <laughs> what the hell? Come on. Yeah, so listen, no, it was always a blast working with you, obviously. You know, so, I mean, because you're a true pro and it, it was easy working with you, too. I mean, I, we always had a natural chemistry from Jump Street because we knew each other for so long. We were good friends and we have the same sense of humor and stuff. And, um, you know, it was very easy. I mean, I, I mean, when you get an opportunity as a color commentator to work on a regular basis with true professional play-by-play guys like yourself, uh, even though, like Michael Cole, who I doesn't talk to me anymore for some reason um he might not want heat that could be the reason bad rub i think we call it right joe the bad rub i think it is yeah yeah i i uh i don't know for sure but i i think for some reason maybe talking to you uh could get somebody heat <laughs> <laughs> oh my god hey, you know taz by the way what the hell oh my god that was really kind of that hurt me the way you said that joe i didn't say it gets me heat with anyone now <laughs> That Joey means, Jojo! That means that you got heat while you were working for WWE because they knew we were friends. Is that what you're saying? Yes or no? I didn't say, I didn't say that. You said that. No, yes or no? Yes or no? You know I asked the hard questions, Joe. You grilled me on Twitter. I didn't even get to that one yet. You grilled me on Twitter when I had my friend JB here, Jeremy Boras. Ask him about that. Why did you do that to me, bro? We're friends. 
You took that very personally. I didn't expect him to answer any questions about, you know, the disaster behind the scenes that is TNA. I was just taking a shot at TNA for the way that um, Dixie Carter and Dean Broadhead treated me, and I'm not going to be heartbroken to see either one of them unemployed. Well, that kind of, there you go. Uh, listen, I was in the middle of putting you over, believe it or not. It was a, it was a blast working with you all the time. It was easy, but p- true pro, and now I got an opportunity to work with a lot of pro announcers, but like on a steady basis yourself, Michael Cole, Mike Tanay, I'm talking about steady, like, um, you know, it, it always made it easier for me, and just to know that we could just go out and just call a match with our eyes yeah. closed. You know, I wonder if you and I will ever get a chance to call a match again together. That would be interesting. Hmm. Well, I don't know that anyone could afford you now that you're on CBS. Oh, come on. Um, you stop. Come on now. What No, the- really. I mean, I'm I, no, I mean, I'm 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 not doing wrestling uh, on weekends because I have to. I'm doing it because I want to. Um, so, you know, I'm not charging a lot of money for my services. You know, I'd like to think that promotions get their money's worth by being able to use my name to sell their video on demand or their DVDs. Also, the help I give them with uh, digital media. Um, but I'm doing it because I really enjoy just the, the pure joy of calling wrestling matches. I enjoy meeting the fans. And when you're doing it out of passion and not for a paycheck, it's a much different feeling. So if you wanted to do it, I, off air, I can, I can tell you um, what I charge. It's not, it's, it, it's not a ton of money, but at the same time, I know you feel like me, you don't like to travel. That's why I'm working uh, only dates that I can drive to. I'll, I'll go three hours south, which is uh, Philadelphia, and uh, three hours north, which is Providence. And if I drove uh, three hours east, I, I think I'd wind up in the Atlantic. So uh, That's not a bad that. thing. I mean, Joe, I, you yeah. should give that a shot. Um, I Look, on that note— Boy, uh, did I, I, I gave you that softball, <laughs> didn't I? Yes, you did. Like a great play-by-play guy would. Yeah, you. Exactly. You feed the color man. That's it. And, and you don't see a lot of that anymore. No, you don't. Unfortunately, with wrestling announcer now, you don't hear or see a lot of good things. Uh, I, 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 just before I let you go, bro, I got to tell you, I've been, I, I try my best to give the benefit of the doubt to the announcers, especially in WWE, because as you know, you know they're micromanaged at times. They, you know, Vince is in their ear and other people, and it gets a little crazy. It's a hard job. I always try to give the benefit of the doubt to any color commentator or play-by-play guy in the WWE system, because guys like you and I have been there, right? So, you know, I think you get to a point, like I know I can do it, I'm sure you can do it too, where you could be watching Raw SmackDown at home, and you know when they're being fed a line by Vince. You could just tell, right? I mean, I can with the color commentator. Yeah. Um, No, and and the key is, and I think you and I had it, is um, as a play-by-play announcer, you know, Hopefully, for the sake of credibility, your color commentator is a a former world champion. So I I had you. And the play-by-play man's job is to make the color commentator the star so that everything he says and and when he puts over, in in this case, it's you. So when Taz puts over a talent, um, it makes the talent mean more. At the same time, if the color commentator doesn't, you know, castrate the play-by-play man, by making fun of him, yeah. then the play-by-play man also keeps his credibility, and ultimately that is what helps get the talent over, that you have two credible announcers at the table, um, one who comes off as a sports play-by-play announcer, and the other is a former world champion who knows what it's like to be in there. They respect each other, so they mutually have credibility, so when they say something, fans can believe it. That is that is the perfect formula 
for pro wrestling announcing. Yeah, that's credibility. And, and the thing is, like, I, I think that we've seen, as of late with WWE, unfortunately, like, for example, last night, you know, Otunga gets a bad rap, you know, as a color commentator. I don't think he's very good at all. I don't think his voice cuts through anything, the ambiance around the building, the boys working. I just think he's better suited as an in-studio guy. But they are hell-bent to get this guy over as a color commentator. And what I notice now is, to, to kind of to your point, like JBL is, uh, I guess he's getting fed this from Vince, he's kind of trying to galvanize or get over um, Otunga as you know a credible in-ring guy, which the guy has not had a long career. I didn't know the guy was a, a tag team champion until JBL said, well, you know, you being like he's, JBL's putting him over. I respect what JBL's doing. He's smart. He's he's doing his job, and, and he's trying to help get the guy over because no matter what anybody thinks of JBL, like him or not, from a credibility standpoint, he's up here, and the other color commentator is down here. So, you know, you got a guy like JBL who was a super long-reigning world champ and been working forever and, and a big-match guy to a guy like, and it's not a knock on Otunga, but it's the company putting Otunga in a bad spot. So then you get someone like JBL trying to get him over. Then you got Mauro in the middle who's just trying to direct traffic. It's a cluster F. It is. Um, yeah, and, you know, I, I think JR and I have, have both talked about how we feel about three-man teams. And, it's horrible. And I've talked about it, too. It's horrible. Yeah, well, the problem is it works in baseball because baseball is slow. Yes. It works in football because, you know, 60 minutes of football takes three hours. But pro wrestling, especially televised pro wrestling, moves so quickly and you, every segment is a different storyline that you don't need three people. And, and they just wind up stepping on each other and actually getting in the way of, of telling the stories. Um, that's, that's my opinion. I know it's a production thing. Um, I, I know it's a way to get more personalities out on, on TV. Um, and then quite frankly, I, I think casual fans don't realize the difference. I, I think it's just background noise to them. Yeah, um, yeah you're right Obviously, yeah. Yep. If, if you're doing indie wrestling, those are very discriminating fans. Um, you know, I do color commentary in Evolve. Lenny Leonard is their play-by-play guy. He has big league talent. Mm. I mean, he is he is outstanding. But if I'm not mistaken, he's got a full-time job with Verizon, which uh, pays very well. So he just does uh, color commentary on the side for fun. But he is a big league talent, and I do color commentary with him. And he absolutely sets me up. Um, I treat him with all the credibility in the world because he deserves it. Well, that's good. That's what you want to do, right? You, yeah. Because you got to make each other, bro. Like I, I, I went off on a tangent last week on it with NXT because, and I like Corey Graves. I think he does a good job. But he told the, the guy, uh, what's his name, uh, Lenny Kravitz? What's the guy? No, Joe Phillips. What's his name? The Tom, Tom Phillips. Phillips. Tom Phillips. Thank you. He told Tom Phillips to shut up. He goes, shut up, Phillips. Shut up. Like I, I, I've been tough sometimes, but not bad on play-by-play guys. In a jocularity form, or even when I was a heel thing doing the Aces and Eights and TNA, I don't think I've ever told anyone to shut up. That's just such a degrading thing to say. And I like Corey, but I just think that's something that a guy like Phillips is trying to get over as it is. And then they got him on 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 Raw or SmackDown as a backstage microphone guy, and he looks like his ball bag just got cut off. The guy's terrified. Hi, Tom Phillips. I have Becky Lynch. Like, the guy's terrified, but yet on that NXT, he's trying to have a personality, and then he's getting told to shut up. I mean, it's tough, you know? Well, but let's be honest, too. You know, in wrestling or any business, you taught me this, and I, and I use it in, in my everyday business life. 
You train people how to treat you. Yes. So you don't like the way your color commentator is treating you on air and you've got a set on you, then off air, you go to your color commentator and say, hey, look, I understand that you're the former wrestler and I'm not. And if you want to have a little fun, that's okay. But don't tell me to shut up again. Right. Um, because, because from a business standpoint, if I have no credibility, then me putting you over means nothing. Right. Then, then us putting the talent over means nothing. And by the way, if you want to do this on the air, I'm a play-by-play guy, so I'm probably quicker than you are. I'm going to eat you up. There you go. So, I mean, frankly, you know, uh, in any business, you got to stand up for yourself. Yes. So if there's a problem, I mean, you and I have had some blowouts backstage. Oh, yeah. um, there were things I said that you didn't like, and yes. you let me know it. There yes. were things that you said that I didn't like, and I let you know it. No way. There I always said nice things. things. I always said nice stuff. No, always. but I mean, it happens in, in the heat of the moment. I you know. work these things out. Yes. And, and, you know, if you don't like the way your color man's talking to you, straighten them out. Have a set. Now, if you don't have a set, you're going to be walked on for the rest of your life, no matter what you do for a There it is. Joey Stop. Ladies and gentlemen, stop the bullying. All right, on that note, um, <laughs> he wants to laugh. On that note, I got to go. Joe, the show's already late. Now I got to put an invoice in that I worked overtime, and now it's going to cost CBS probably another fifty dollars to $60,000. And it's your fault. I'm just letting you know that. I don't think CBS pays you enough, whatever they're paying you, because you're the only one doing five hours, uh, you know, five days a week live uh, on digital streaming only. Like everyone else is doing. Um, a radio show and they throw cameras on them so they can throw it on CBS Sports Network later. Um, you're really the trailblazer. You're yes. doing this digitally, which is the future. Yes. Um, I don't think you're being paid enough. I'm not. Frankly. I'm not. You're correct, Joe. And you are, just became my new agent. All right, listen. Uh, look, I love you, kid. You know that. You always got to come on the show. I know you got a whole a whole podcast tour or something you're doing today. Figure start with the best, end with the worst, you know? So good luck today in your tour. <laughs> I mean that in a nice way. And... Uh, <laughs> You just buried everybody. No, you, just, no. you just buried. I, no, uh, I, 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 it's it's hysterical. No, I, love, no, I, love, I mean, you, you're the man. Yeah, I, you're, you you have you are a one of a kind talent. Thank you, buddy. I, and so are you, my friend. Listen, Thank you. listen, I, listen. I miss you, and and we gotta do something together soon. Gotta have you back on the show again. Continued success with Beyond, with Shakara, with Evolve. I love all those guys, and I'm in their corner, and 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 that's it, man. So I appreciate you jumping on, bud. Seriously. Uh, thank you, Taz, and ahoy, Captain. I'm going to miss you. Ahoy, and thanks. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Be good. All right, bye-bye. Uh, there you go, Joey Styles via the Skype. Uh, basically took off the whole show, the bastard. No, no, he did a great job. Joey's awesome. I mean, he's passionate. He's intelligent. He's articulate. He knows his stuff. He don't pull punches. He's been like that since the day I know him. He's a legit guy. He don't play games. He's as real as real comes. And, and uh, you know, I meant what I said. If you are in charge or running or booking or whatever, an indie company of any way, shape, or form, you have to – have someone like Joey Styles involved because he is going to help galvanize and cement who you are and what you want to do as a uh, as a brand and and to get you over. And if you don't have talent, that's over. You don't have announcers or people now in this day and age on social media that can help get over your roster, especially if you don't have big penetration on TV. You know that's going to be a problem. So so uh, you know Joey's a guy that can help with that. So all right, I got to wrap the show up, but I feel like this person. Hey, is this Rob from Virginia? What's up, man? You're on the show. I know you've been on hold a long time. I, you got to make it quick, though, big guy. What's up, bro? Yeah, I would just want to say, like, I've been a long fan of WWE and the current creative. It sucks. I just was going to ask you, do you think there'll ever be a 
boom period in WWE where it's like good again? I think there's a chance, bro. I do, Rob. I think there's a chance that could happen. They got the talent. They have enough talent. They have, they have like I just talked about, TV penetration. They're on everywhere in the WWE Network and all this. Sometimes their numbers are up. Sometimes they're down. But I think there's a good chance of that, yeah. And thank you for calling, Rob. I appreciate it. I definitely think there's a chance. Can't be that negative. All right, we got to wrap up here. Got a very busy show. I, I want to obviously thank Joey Styles for jumping on the show. It was nice to spend some time with Joe and, and, and have a lot of fun. Uh, and getting some insight from Joey, that's always good. And thank you for all the guys that, and people that called the show. Everybody on Facebook Live, sorry to give you any love. I was just busy, uh, but we'll try and get you next uh, next show tomorrow. And that's the deal. And I, I didn't get into a full SmackDown thing, but I gave some. What are you going to do? You can't get everything you want all the time. All right, for the captain, I'm Taz. See you later. Yeah, said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I wanna go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids' meal, play ball. That's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my picture and getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at to go and pour another drink just to get away we gotta live it up Carolina here to stay I'm hoping I won't let you go Still back since I was shooting hoops. No issues, you know what I've been going through. And it's for the team. No, I go for my dreams. I've been on tours and screens.